You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. In the early hours of this morning after a marathon debate, the federal education overhaul dubbed Gonski 2.0 passed through the Senate. Federal Education Minister Simon Birmingham has called this the biggest reform in Commonwealth school funding ever. The saying, though, is that bigger isn't always better, so joining us on the line to explain what Gonski 2.0 means for families is Acting Executive Director of the Parenthood, Nicole Lessio. Hi, Nicole. How are you? I'm well, Siobhan. How are you going? Good, thank you. So, um, look, I've had a cursory glance at what this reform is. It seems positive. Is it? Is it as good as what the Minister is saying? Um, it's nothing. I don't think anything is as good as the minister. Ever <laughs> Any minister, for that matter, um, whatever stripe they are. But look, there's a lot of great things in uh, in the Gonski announcement, and the crossbench has got some some good concessions um, at the last minute, which was also helpful. So there are some good things, but uh, but of course the devil is in the details, so that's the bit that we need to be concerned about. So we'll get on to the detail in a minute, but um, I, what I am curious about is something that is a long-running debate here in Australia, of course, is the um, disparity of funding between private and public schools. Is there much of a change in, on that front? There is still a lot of funding that goes to private schools, and um, for for those people who believe that you know we should be putting the bulk of our money into the public system, then um, then absolutely there should be con- some concern about that. Um, there's also you know some very very wealthy schools that um, that will lose some money, but there are still some really wealthy schools that are still getting a massive chunk of taxpayers' funds. So um, you know while it is it is um, better that, that some of those really super wealthy schools are not getting as, as much of our taxpayer dollars as, as they would otherwise have gotten. Um, it's really something that we'd like to see come back even more, you know, uh, so real sector blind and, and needs focused um, funding would be fantastic. So in terms of the detail that the parenthood is concerned about, what are, what are you worried about? The biggest worry that the parenthood has is around um, what the negotiation will be with the states um, regarding their obligations under this funding. So um, the Minister had previously put out quality schools, quality outcomes paper. Um, part of that was was expecting the states to actually implement um, things like the testing of grade one students, you know, six-year-olds, um, and that plan style testing every year, uh, and also then uh, some sort of teacher performance um, pay situations that, you know, the detail is really important on those things, so we're just waiting to see what they actually will be required to do under their agreements with the federal government. So just out of curiosity, what's the parenthood's stance on something like NAPLAN testing? Because my daughter's just heading into kindergarten now, and I, I just do not like the idea of her being <laughs> tested that way. There seems to be a lot of evidence to suggest that um, children thrive without that kind of um, testing going on. Does the parenthood have a particular stance towards it? Well, the idea behind that plan was always about a point in time, you know, snapshot of where students were in order to figure out where funding needed to go to support students with the most need. And unfortunately, that's been um, sort of mangled up and turned into uh, a league table, basically, of how schools are doing. And now schools are using NAPLAN results as advertising and, and marketing material, which then 
continues to put pressure on, on teachers to produce those results, which of course in turn puts pressure on the students. And so we've seen uh, over the, the last few years people actually um, being encouraged to not do NAPLAN, um, perhaps if they may not be so great at taking tests. And, and then we're not actually getting the snapshot that we originally wanted from this test. So, um, you know, from my perspective as a parent of four and as a, you know, a high school teacher previously, I'm, I'm all for, for testing when it's appropriate. But um, I think, you know, the way that we use those tests is really important. And, of course, it's now being mangled up into this whole idea of, of using these tests for marketing purposes. And then we end up teaching to the test. So we actually spend all this time teaching children how to pass these tests rather than giving them a really broad education. You're listening to Kindling Conversation. I'm speaking with Nicole Lessio, who's the Acting Executive Director of the Parenthood, and we're talking about Gonski 2.0, which has passed through the Senate now. Um, Nicole, there have been comments that this package will be of benefit to the special education sector and students with extra needs. Do we know exactly what that entails and how much support will be available for those students? No, we don't have those details um, that I can see. Um, I'm sure it's in, in the government's sort of, uh, papers somewhere, but I haven't got those details in front of me. I mean, the idea around Gonski originally, um, when David Gonski put the, the whole package together, was that it was funding for students on a needs basis. So for, for those students who come from low socioeconomic areas who perhaps start off um, disadvantaged, it's all about trying to help them get up to a particular standard and help them reach their full potential. For those students who have special needs, clearly the money that they need is around support within classrooms if it's in a mainstream classroom or you know support for different schooling options for those who, who don't um, you know fit in the mainstream classroom um, setting. So the whole the whole point of this funding was all around getting the most money to the people who need it the most. And I think that's a really great intention. So if this package, as we know, has passed through the Senate, do we know how long it will be until we can see it being rolled out nationally? Well, the idea for Gonski 2.0 that it was going to be federal funding increasing over 10 years, and we know that the crossbenchers have actually pushed back on that, saying 10 years is a long time. I mean, that's almost an entire school career. So your little one and my youngest who will be going to school next year would be, you know, um, almost out of school by the time the funding fully went through their, their school system. So um, the crossbenchers have gotten a concession that both, both funds will be up to standard within that six-year period rather than within 10. So I think that's a really good um, good hard work that's been done by the crossbenchers to get um, get that funding pushed for, brought forward so that we can actually see more outcomes quickly. Nicole, thank you so much for explaining that all to us. Thanks so much, Siobhan. That's, that's Nicole Lessio from The Parenthood. You've been listening to a Kindling Conversation podcast. We'd like to reach as many parents as possible, and you can help us by giving us a review wherever you downloaded this episode. It means that more people can find us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.